Welcome to the Disney Points Podcast, where our goal is to help you take that dream Disney vacation without blowing through your savings. With ticket costs and hotel prices constantly on the rise, we want to show you what's possible when you introduce credit card points and miles to the Disney equation. I'm Kim Shearer. And I'm Sam Holland. And you can find me on the web at almostfreetraveling.com or on Instagram at almostfreetraveling. And where can they find you, Kim? You can find me on my blog, thatminivanlife.com, or at my Instagram account, at thatminivanlifeblog. And now, this is the Disney Points Podcast. Happy New Year, Kim. Happy New Year, Sam. Have you started so travel booking travel? Um, sort of. Yeah, we... I, I've, I'll explain a little later, but we're kind of stuck and I need to book some things like as points advances like without my points in the mm-hmm. in our Hyatt account um which I completely forgot that I could do so that kind of solves my problem for a little bit but yeah we've got a few things in store we've got Disney in like less than two weeks yeah wait yay I know my kids are so excited talk um, about how you surprised your kids oh yeah so okay it's Christmas present so I talked to my husband and I was like, this has to be like epic. I want them to open this and be like, you're the best mom ever. Um, So I found just like a scavenger hunt online. You know, one of those like Pinterest blog posts where someone was giving it away for free. And I printed it out. And then um, every clue was a girl missing a word. And then the word that was missing once they figured it out was what led them to the next clue. So we wrapped the first clue in a box. It was the last box. We like hit it, you know, off in the other side of the room and um, pulled the like, it's a Christmas story moment. We're like, I think I see another one over there Um, and had my youngest open it. And then that's kicked them off on a scavenger hunt that ended with a huge box in my closet full of balloons, Disney balloons and uh, stuffed Mickey Mouse and like their shirts for the parks that they're going to wear. Um, and they were really excited. It was fun to see. They had no idea. So that was really the goal is that they didn't figure it out before Christmas and that I didn't blow it. And we succeeded. No one spoiled it. Did they say I you're know. the best mom ever? No, I mean, that's not, not exactly how it went. I want to say later on, my kids were like, yeah, but mom, you didn't really like give us that many presents. <laughs> like the trip was the present kid. So, uh, we're still working on the, um, uh, fostering gratefulness and appreciation in my children I think they're getting a little spoiled at this point I know that's a lifelong journey I think yeah I know right mm-hmm. don't be disappointed that I haven't fully made it there yet so you guys will be in Disney World in a few weeks and then we actually booked a Disney World trip for my birthday in I February. Know, will, you tell, will you tell us about it yeah, I'll tell you <clears throat> why we booked it so first of all we fly Alaska Airlines. I know I've shared about that quite a bit. And Alaska is doing one of those promos where they're giving us extra time until April of 2023 to extend our status. Okay. I'm, I'm just MVP, which really isn't that big of a deal. Um, but Darren is MVP gold 75 K, which is really helpful to have he just has flexibility changing his flights and he gets earns a really big bonus every time he flies and we get upgraded to first class quite a bit. So we're pretty motivated to 
travel a little bit so that he can upgrade his status before April. So the Orlando, the Portland, Oregon to Orlando flight is very lucrative for him. And luckily that's of course where he travels a lot for work. So anyway, I was looking around on at the calendar, seeing what we might be able to do. And I noticed that my birthday was on a Wednesday and I thought, wait a minute, I checked flights and the flights were actually really reasonable. The Alaska flights. And I thought, wait, if I go, if I fly down there for my birthday with Darren and we go to magic kingdom on, on my birthday on that Wednesday, I can get the extra evening hours if I stay at a deluxe resort. So then I remembered I have enough Marriott points for one night at the dolphin again. Didn't you just use a bunch of your points, your Marriott points? How do you have enough already for another night? You know, I had some leftover. I didn't okay. use them all. Okay. So I I would have used them, but they ran out of availability at the Dolphin oh, okay. for, for the extra night that I wanted, I think is what happened. I'm trying to remember. Okay. In any case. Either way, I you had... were saving it for this moment. Yes, I knew that it would come in handy to have these merit points. It did. We transferred a few thousand from Darren's account over to mine, and I bought 3,000 Marriott points. I've done that. I did that in Hawaii. You did? Wait, Marriott points specifically? Yeah, because I was short like a couple thousand maybe, and it Mm -hmm. wasn't that much more to to buy them. It just was like 30 seven dollars to buy yeah thousand marriott points yeah it felt worth it at the time but also at the time i don't think i had amex is it amex points that i transferred i can't remember now but we ran into a similar situation booking this disney trip where we added an extra night we we had five nights books and we just added a sixth night and i had a mm-hmm. 35k certificate that i get with my Marriott my Amex Marriott card the business card mm-hmm. um but I was short like maybe 6,000 points to be able to like because you can take a 35k certificate and add another 15,000 Marriott points on top of it if you want to stay somewhere that costs a little bit more so mm-hmm. I just needed like 3,000 points but I was able to transfer them over from Amex I'm pretty sure oh nice yeah was it during so a bonus yeah. Well, see, now I'm second guessing myself. I think it was Amex, but um, yeah, I think it was like a 25% bonus. Nice. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. I just missed a chase bonus. Okay. Where... So that's what makes me think it was the chase one. Yeah. Maybe it, it might was have chase. Been that chase. just ended. That's what it was. Yes. Okay. So I have the ultimate rewards and I looked into it and I think if there, if it had been during the bonus... I would have just transferred ultimate rewards because it would have made it a valuable enough transfer. Mm-hmm. But I missed the bonus. And so when I looked at what I could get with my Chase ultimate rewards, I decided it was better to just buy the Marriott points. Right. I agree. Sometimes it's just more beneficial to save them for something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, they were worth more to you than the thirty-seven dollars it cost you, or whatever. That's it was. right. Yeah, that's right. So that right. is, um, it is fun. It's the only, the only thing I have on the calendar for twenty twenty-three. But I know you have other things 
booked, right? I do have a couple of things. And if you're like me, you're probably going to plan things last minute. Like you just planned this February thing, right? Yes, but I think I. it seems like other travel hackers are always planning really far in advance. And I'm going to talk about later why that doesn't work well for us. But to answer your question, yes. At this point in our life, we're we're booking a lot of travel last minute. So you are too? Yeah, we're the same way. We we booked our trip in a couple of weeks to Disney, like in November. We are not planners. We are very, it's some, it's something we're working on. Um, but no, we're not we very good at common. I know it's just I don't know. I can't foresee what's going to happen. That's that's a really hard Absolutely. thing to do. So I would just rather hunt for availability, and you know, there's ways to like set alerts for hotel rooms, even if they don't aren't currently available or things like that. So, yeah, we're pretty last minute planners. But as of right now, what we have on the books is, um, oh yeah, I'm going to go meet some of my Instagram friends in February in Texas. So that'll be fun. Just me. I get to go by myself. Um, it'll be sunny. Yeah, it'll be warmer than here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get to stay in a hotel room by myself, Ugh. which I love. It's I the love best. doing that. Mm-hmm. I know. Any moms out there, if you can do that, it's a great points. Mm-hmm. In, in my humble opinion. Um, but yeah, I'm also going to a blogging conference in Puerto Rico in May, which I'm really looking forward to. And we booked flights for Costa Rica just because there was like a good deal on Southwest and I had the points. But I always go into flights like that with Southwest knowing that like I could cancel them at any moment. And that's okay because there's really no like it's there's no downside to booking it. If the flight goes down, I can get my points back. If our plans change, I can cancel it and get everything back. So I just went ahead and booked them. I have no lodging booked, but for now, it's a maybe. Um, and my parents have really been wanting to take the kids on a cruise. So we're we're looking at some options for this summer. It might just be me and the kids and my parents, but oh, so that's, fun. As, that's as far as I've gotten. <laughs> and a lot that's of it is lot. up in the air. A lot of it's not set of- in stone. Well, that's a lot of fun possibilities. Right? Yeah. And I'm sure like as things get closer, we'll we'll lock it in. But Yeah. That's why I love points. Yeah, points are I the just, best. I yeah, think, if you're like, oh my gosh, we have a weekend. Let's go somewhere. Right. I'm just do it. I'm having a hard time planning travel why. for a bunch of reasons that I know some of them you can relate to. So first of all, we have high schoolers, two of them who basically don't want to miss school. Part Mm -hmm. of it, I think it's mostly because it's academically hard for them to miss school. But I also think they actually really like school and don't want to miss a minute, which is really interesting, which is great. I'm glad they like school. Um, But it makes travel really hard. Um, Uh So that is one of the dynamics that we're working with. Another is we live in Portland, Oregon. There's really only one real airport nearby with... Well, with any flights around school breaks, and it's very competitive, everyone is trying to fly in and out of Portland, of PDX, around school breaks. So for a while, we would offset the day. So we would, you know, fly out the Thursday before. Everyone does this. But if you leave early enough and your kids miss a tiny bit of school, days that don't really matter, then you can find flights. But 
our son, our oldest is graduating high school, so he's going to go to college in the fall. So I've been trying to figure out his school breaks, and I don't think we're going to have the same flexibility with like a spring break or a Thanksgiving break. So in speaking of him graduating, okay, our 20th anniversary is in May. And I actually found availability at the Alila Ventana Big Store, which is the Hyatt everyone wants to go to. Uh-huh. I was really excited about this. I found great flights. It was all lined up. I was just about to book it. And all of a sudden I thought, I better just check the high school calendar and make sure there's nothing conflicting with this trip. And I looked and my son literally graduates the day after our anniversary when I was going to be on this trip. So uh-huh. I just, this is how this whole year of travel feels like to me. I feel like, yeah. oh, okay. One more thing. One more variable. This is sort of very particular to us, but basically we live in the Pacific Northwest. We live in Oregon. It's very drab and gray and rainy all winter here. And so we long to travel during the winter. We're always wanting to go somewhere sunny. The kids are in school. In the summer, it's perfect here, Kim. It's perfect. No humidity. 80 degrees. There's Mm -hmm. mountains. There's beach. There's lake. So we don't, we never go anywhere tropical during the summer. We don't want to. We don't want to leave here. And so there's just this whole dynamic that's making travel planning so hard for us. I can't, I can't figure it out. So basically we have this one birthday Disney World trip for me in January. And beyond that, I don't know, Kim, maybe a tropical vacation Christmas break. If I can match up availability, I'm waiting for Alaska's flight calendar to open up for, um, yeah, that's the tricky part because we use Southwest so often, but their flights right now are only bookable through like the beginning of August, I think. It's a dance. It is. It is. Um, I actually made a reel last year with that clip from The Office where Michael Scott is saying, every time I want to do something fun, you go and make it not that way. <laughs> and it's about <laughs> the school calendar. That's right. it just gets in the way of everything fun I want to do. Well, what about credit cards. What are your credit card? What's your credit card strategy for 2023? Well, currently we are working on three signup bonuses at the same time, which (laughs) would go against every bit of advice I would ever give anybody. But here's why that happened. Because we are, my husband's working on the Southwest Companion Pass um, for 2023 and 2024. And he did what he was supposed to do, he spent up to about $500 before the minimum spend on the business and the personal card. And then he was waiting for January 1st to finish them. So we fin- we got to that point like early December. And I was like, this is three weeks of spending during a critical spending time in the mm-hmm, year. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to waste it. And because the ink cards have their increased bonus of 90,000 points, I was like, I'm going to go ahead and apply for one of those in the meantime. And I'll just get it going, knowing that, you know, it'll be pretty easy to finish off the 500 ish dollars on the other two cards come January. 
So <laughs> we are currently in the middle of those three. But we started doing house projects during the week that my husband was off. You know, we had medical expenses. We've had Christmas. So many things. So I don't think it's going to be hard. But that's where we're at currently. Um, but I know that when we're done with those, my husband's going to have to get a Sapphire card. Either the Sapphire Preferred or the Sapphire Reserve. And here's why. <laughs> so he had a Sapphire Reserve for four years. And the minimum or the annual fee hit in like November. And it's $550, which is a lot of money, especially when you're like planning a Disney trip and you've got lots of expenses coming up. And I was like, I could really use that $550. So I had him downgrade it to a Chase Flex, which is not a bad strategy. But what I failed to do before he downgraded the card was to move his points to Hyatt because we, as some of you probably know, that you need either a Chase Sapphire Preferred or a Chase Sapphire Reserve in order to use transfer partners with Chase. And now all of those points are sitting in his Chase account and he can't move them. They're stuck. <laughs> so I'm like kicking myself because it's really not the best time to be applying for that card. So I'm hoping yeah. that soon bonus on the sapphire preferred because he's eligible now to get another sapphire card because you can get one of those every 48 months you can mm -hmm. reapply for the bonus so i'm hoping crossing my fingers that there's going to be an increased bonus soon and it'll just the timing's going to line up perfectly the stars are going to align and he can get he can get that card and then we'll be able to move our points to hyatt wow so, i've been hoping for that at. increased bonus too yeah i know mostly be, because you know so many people are opening the inks, which you should uh -huh. be. Everyone should be opening an ink card. Um, yep. <clears throat> and to get the most value out of the points, you're also going to want to open probably a Sapphire Preferred so you can transfer, just like Kim is talking about. So hopefully the bonus will go up so that everyone can then jump on that one and transfer all the points they earn from opening the ink cards. Yeah, that would be so perfect. Mm-hmm. But my plan in the meantime, though, is that because he, my husband has globalist status, I think you can do points advance bookings for a lot of Hyatt properties. So even if the points aren't in, our, aren't in our account, I can go ahead and have him book stays like months out. And I think you just have to have the points in your account like a week or two before the stay to uh. have it, you know, not get canceled. So that's my backup plan. I didn't think about it a few weeks ago when I was panicking, but... That's a, a that's a really great plan. Yeah. I think the lesson here, well, one of them is you just can't think of everything. I mean, even right. when you've been a travel hacker for years, it's just, it's hard to, you're, we're just human. We're going to make little mistakes like this and then figure out workarounds. And usually there is a workaround to be found. Yeah. And like right? collaborate. That's why I kind of like learning from so many different travel hackers. Like you pick up on these things. You're like, oh, wait, they've made that mistake before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's what they did. And it all worked out. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. How about you, Sam? What is, what's your card earning strategy, your point earning strategy? Yeah. Well, okay. So 2022 was a good year for our credit card strategy in some ways. We hopped on a lot of elevated bonuses, which is I'm trying to be better about always trying to do that. But we were kind of limited because we were trying to stay under 524 um, so that we could reopen 
the Sapphire Preferreds, and we both did, which is great. But mm-hmm. I do think this year we'll probably earn more points than we did last year because we are not going to be constantly thinking about staying under 524. Um, <clears throat> so right now what we're doing is working on my husband's Ink Unlimited spend. So okay. I opened the Ink Cash toward the end of the year. We hit the minimum spend mostly by paying our property taxes on it. And then I referred Darren to open his first business card, the Ink Unlimited. And I just, step. it's a huge step. And um, it was funny the way it happened. It was, I think it was Christmas Eve or <laughs> it was the weekend of Christmas. It might've been Christmas Eve. I texted him my referral link. I had been saying for days, we need to open this card. We need to open this card. But, you know, it was busy Christmas time. So finally I texted him the link and he just started applying immediately. So then I was like, wait, I need to help you fill this out. Make sure you're doing it right. And, you know, you're probably going to get the pending. And so then I'm explaining probably what's going to happen. Well, he was auto approved. And if you're listening the first thing I want to do is refer you to another podcast episode of ours called Unlimited Ultimate Rewards, because that's where I learned the following strategy that I'm about to explain to you. So my husband doesn't technically have a side income in his name, but I have an Airbnb listing for our house in my name, and we've been renting it out for six years now on Airbnb. So sole proprietor, we don't have an LLC or anything, but we have this side income. So I knew that that, I knew that you can open multiple cards on each of your side incomes, multiple ink cards. And I knew also that I could have my husband open an ink card on that side income, even though it's under my name. So that's what we did. So he, so all the information that he put on his Ink Unlimited application was based on our revenue from our Airbnb for the past six years. So we averaged it out. How much have we made over the past six years? Divided it by six. He put that as our annual income or annual revenue for that side income. Um, he used his social security number. He chose sole proprietor. And he chose, I can't remember what, it was like property manager or Rent, rental property or something like that for a type of business. And then we use our combined household income where they ask you about your gross household income. And he was auto-approved. So, I mean, it seems like everyone who is applying for these cards, even people who sometimes are 524, are getting approved for these ink business cards. Haven't you heard that? I have. It does seem that way. And it seems to be like hit or miss because I've had some people message me and say that they were 624 and they were approved and then I had someone else message me and say didn't work for me you know like it just might I don't know I'm not sure what the criteria is but I think it's worth trying I think it's worth trying too um because what have you got to lose honestly right they're gonna say no yeah, that's the worst thing that could happen. But I was very, I was so pleasantly surprised. This is his first business card. This opens up, this gives me confidence that he can open up other business cards. So as far as our strategy for 2023, I think it depends on how long this 
the ink cards stay elevated because if they're elevated long enough and we can hit this other minimum spend, he'll probably refer me and I'll open another one. Mm -hmm. And I'll either open another ink cash on a different income stream or I'll open an ink unlimited on the same income stream I open the cash on. Is that clear what I just said? Yeah, I think so. With this, you mean with the same business? Income. Yeah, I mean, I, I basically have three side gigs. Do you have tax ID numbers for each of those things? No. Yeah, I think that's why I think it doesn't, because if you're applying with your social every time, mm -hmm. I really don't, I think they're considering that, I think they're considering that the same business. But I was just going to say that that's, I don't think that's a problem either, because I've used my tax ID to open two ink caches and I was approved for both like they're both still open it's wild that, yeah isn't it it's the wild west with these ink cards I mean stay tuned we'll see what happens and I'll definitely let everyone know and like I said go listen to that other episode where Heather describes how she's been doing this for years and taking free Disney World trips as a result yeah. multiple times a year <clears throat> So anyway, as far as our plan, um, the other cards we want to open this year are personal and bus business Hyatt cards from Chase. And then I think we want to open the business IHG cards. Do you have those? Okay. I don't have those. What are you going to do with the points? Do you know? I'll, yeah, I'll tell you why I want them. Because I think I want them. I haven't decided yet. First, let me just say... Those cards are all sort of in a pool in my mind, and I'm going to wait and see if the bonuses go up. And I'm going to try to just open cards with elevated bonuses. Mm -hmm. um, and then the business IHGs. So IHG just acquired an inclusive, all-inclusive resorts called Iberistar, I think. Okay. That sound right? Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, they're showing up in the IHG portal, but not, you can't redeem points on them yet. So I've been watching, supposedly, some starting sometime this year, you'll be able to use IHG points to book these resorts. Now, I'm hopeful that the redemptions will be Decent. not super inflated. I do think... Uh -huh. IHG, they're just not as competitive as Hyatt when it comes to resorts because you still have to pay resort fees and <clears throat> the price, the redemption prices are inflated. However, you you do get a fourth night free when you book three nights with IHG and their sign-up bonuses are pretty high. It's 140,000 points per bonus. For the personal and the business cards. We have we already have the personal cards. Okay. So we'll see. Those are on the back burner, and that's why I haven't decided yet. I mean, it sounds like you've got a good plan going. You're gonna open more business cards this year, which is never bad. It's a flex it's a flexible plan. Yeah. We'll just throw in, you know, there could be a new credit card that comes out. Remember when the Venture X came out? It's the thing. You just never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what I would recommend let's would we recommend this strategy to people listening that you have an idea of the cards you want to open and you wait for elevated bonuses 
Yeah, I think so. I when we first started travel hacking, I had like a an Excel spreadsheet where I would put, you know, the cards that we had opened, the date we opened them, you know, all that information. And then I had a running list of cards I was interested in. Mm -hmm. And I look back at it now and there are some that I never ended up opening because mm -hmm. I learned different things throughout the year and realized that, you know, certain points were more, more valuable to me. Like, for instance, I had the Hilton Aspire card on my like short list. Like that was going to be my next card. Um, but I never opened it. And yeah. I looking, I mean, I don't really think I really had a, a need for it since we're people like we we chase highest status. So really having right. that card wouldn't have been all that beneficial to us. But that's all that to say that like you can make a plan and just know that it might not go exactly that way. And just as you learn and as new cards are released, things like that, it might just be flexible. Yeah, I agree. What cards would you recommend? What specific cards would you recommend people look into right now to open? Um, so... I've been doing some consults this year for people who are just getting started. And normally I would say start with a Chase Sapphire Preferred. But because I'm saying forego that plan, get an ink, and then just know that the Chase Sapphire Preferred is probably going to be your next card. So that's like my standard advice right now, but only because the ink bonuses are high. Um, but beyond that, I think it just kind of depends. Um, the Venture card still has the increased 75,000 mile bonus. That'd I don't know, but what would you say? I think everything you just said is basically what I've been telling people. Yes. Okay. I think the other, I did a reel about this today, and I think it's, it should be part of people's strategy. So um, the other nice thing about the ink business cards is the personal referrals that they allow. Yes, so, I saw that. Yeah. If you open any of the three ink business cards with Chase, you get to start referring friends and family using your link that's in the app under for a friend. And you will get a 20,000 point referral bonus for each person that opens a card using your link. And they can open your link they can open um you can refer them to any of the three ink business cards from your yeah, one it's a pretty sweet deal yes up to a hundred thousand points per calendar year yep so it's just like no extra credit card signups but with the potential of another 100k that's right yeah it's great and, and all think... most credit cards have that option I know you listed a few in your reel that yeah. are in your stories that don't, but. Yeah. Well, and I, that's why, because we brought up the venture rewards card and the city premiere. So venture rewards right now, I actually need to post this. Someone messaged me. It's actually a good bonus right now. You get $200 per referral for the venture rewards card. What is it normally? Do you know? A hundred. Okay. But right now it's 200 and, but only up to $500 a year, which is funny. So oh, you get yeah. two and a half referral bonuses basically. Okay. <clears throat> but $500, I mean, that's. Yeah. That's pretty great. And the Venture X has a 25,000 mile referral, right? Mm-hmm. Um, up to a But the thing with, 
Yeah. Awesome. And the thing with venture cards is though that they won't they will only give you the referral bonus if the person you referred is a new credit card customer of Capital One. Just mm -hmm. kind of a pain. It's not as great as Chase. I think Chase right. is still the best. Capital One is pretty good. If you have four friends or family members who have never had a Capital One credit card before, the VentureX is the best, I think, for referrals, but the Venture is pretty good. And then the City Premier is really not that great with referrals. They don't give you a, a personal referral bonus on the City Premier. Add it to your strategy if you're trying to decide between cards. You know, sometimes people who follow me just want to open either the Venture Rewards or the City Premier so they can save $750 or $800 on Disney tickets. Mm -hmm. And maybe that would be the deciding factor. With the Venture Rewards, you can refer people and get referral bonuses. So it might make True. it more attractive than City Premier. But even if you're safe currently, I would still say an ink card over those other two, just because you could cash that out for $900 right now for and sure. refer people. So as far as other ways that we're earning travel money besides points and besides bank bonuses, I might rent my house out on Airbnb again this year, but I just... I need to talk my family into it. I actually got an inquiry for December during the holidays. And at, every time I see these inquiries pop up, I just immediately want to accept it because it was like, I don't know, $2,500 or something for... Yeah, that's tempting. I just thought, oh my gosh. But it was like over Christmas, you know? Oh, yeah. My family would be like, what? My family doesn't want to travel on Christmas, but I do. I want us all to yeah. go... Mine doesn't either. Yeah. So. So don't rent my house out. That would be yes. even more appealing for me. I know. Not a lot of people do, but it's a side income. Mm -hmm. It got my husband an Ink Unlimited card. And it's a way that if we want to, if I can get the whole family's buy-in, we can earn more travel money on the side. Yeah, definitely. That's what super about tempting. You? Um, so I've been keeping an eye on some swag bucks deals. I, we, there was one right before the new year that was really tempting. It was a, uh, make one Uber eats delivery. Oh no, it was one Uber ride as a driver and one DoorDash delivery. And if you did both, you got a $500 bonus from swag bucks. So I posted about that on my stories that has since expired. Um, but I'm going to keep my eye on things like that. We actually didn't qualify for that one because we had done Uber Eats before, like during a another Swagbucks bonus where you got two hundred dollars mm -hmm. for doing that, which was great. Um, we used that back when we bought our Universal tickets. Um, so yeah, I'm going to keep my eye on those, and I mean, my side hustle. I mean, if it's always an option, like for if you need extra side income, start a side hustle, sell mm -hmm. some things on Facebook, sell some mm -hmm. stuff. Um, on Mercari or Amazon, eBay, all of that stuff adds up, especially now at the beginning of the year, like start going through your closets, get rid of clothes you don't wear anymore. Absolutely. So, I'm, I'm sitting work, in my but... closet recording this right now, looking, <laughs> looking at my clothes going, which one of these could I sell? <laughs> well, Sam, 
Sam, let's talk about all of the exciting things we have planned for this podcast in season two of the Disney Points podcast. There are a lot. I'm really excited. Are you? I am so excited. Yes. We've got some really great guests lined up. What are you most excited for? Which ones? Well, uh, I'm excited that we are going to have a mutual friend of ours on here that, well, he's the one who taught me how to do travel hacking. So I'm really excited to interview him, but he's like a Hyatt genius. And so he's going to share some of his knowledge about that. Um, like, high, so yeah. like how to get globalist and how to do points advance and stuff like that. Yeah. Yep. All those things. He's a wizard at Hyatt and um, taught me everything I know. Maybe not everything. Okay. I won't give him all that credit. But he did teach me a lot. Yeah. <laughs> he tried to teach me and I just went yeah. my own way. And now I've had to backtrack a little bit because I didn't okay. listen to the expert. Sorry, Jeff. You success. Yeah. <laughs> well, who yeah. are you excited about? Well, I think the trip reports are really fun and seem to really help people think through not only points and miles, but just different Disney tips and um, our successes and also our growth areas as hackers and Disney travelers. So we're going to have multiple trip reports. We'll have one from you very soon for Walt Disney okay. World. We'll have another one for me after Disney World. And then we're also going to have Serena, who went to Tokyo Disneyland at the end of last year and she is going to do a trip report I'm so excited this she took like a $40,000 trip to Tokyo on points and miles and I I forget how much she paid but it was less than $5,000 you know total so that'll be fun we're gonna have card specific episodes where we talk about Capital One and Built and Bonus episodes, like you said, where we talk about Hyatt, um, using points to go to Maui, and just so much more. It's going to be a good year. It's going to be really good. Yeah, so stay tuned for all of those. Remember, you can always um, submit episode requests. We, I polled my audience at the end of last year and asked them what they want to hear about. And so we have a lot of those in the works. And... If you're just tuning in now, but you want to go back and listen to some of season one's episodes, we highly recommend that, especially like the beginner episode and the ultimate reward episode. But there's tons of great content from last year, too, whether it's renting DVC or we talked about Southwest Companion Pass, ways to save on tickets. Well, and another one that is, I think, going to be really helpful for people, Kim, is to hear about how to buy conference tickets, which I know you did for the trip coming up. And I'm probably going to do for my trip in February, too. Yeah, I know. That was a that's a good one. That I'm excited to share with everybody, too. Kim and I are having way too much fun recording these episodes. Thanks so much for supporting the Disney Points podcast by using our links when you open a credit card. Soon we'll have links right in the show notes, but for now, just make sure you're following both of us on Instagram. You can find me, Sam, at Almost Free Traveling, and Kim is at that Minivan Life blog. 
Most of our favorite credit cards are linked right in our bios on Instagram. But if for some reason you can't find the one you're looking for, make sure you send us a message because we love chatting with you. Thanks again. Thank you.